podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. They may not be that smart and they may not be that pretty, but they like to talk about Cardiff City. It's the view from the ninny and with views from the ninny and not shoes from the ninny and the view from the ninny and... Welcome back to the hottest day of the year, and on the hottest day of the year, we're about to deliver you the hottest Cardiff City chat this side of the Seven Bridge. It's the view from the Ninian. We're back. I mean, we said we were only going to do periodic podcasts during the winter, uh, during the summer, but we've, this is our second week in a row, I think, or at least one in, in a fortnight. So, Tom, Ben, thanks for taking the time out of sunbathing to join us. Ben, have you got any white bits? Yeah, plenty. Tom, um, how's that head? Yeah, good head, actually. Yeah, very good. Hot head? Warm head? Hot head. Been continuously warm since Turkey and still warm now I've got back. So, yeah, pretty much melting. He is wearing a hat, so we can't see if he did did take that up or not. Your head suffers more with the weather than most because I remember going to a football match with you and you you had a particularly wet head that time. Um, So that's why... It's 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 a callback to only you and I would know, so we can get into the podcast now because um, probably alienated half the audience. Um, right, start. We got a lot to talk about. Um, quite a lot has happened in the last few weeks. Um, rumors, fixtures, new kits, transfer embargoes ending. So we'll start with the transfer embargo, Ben. Um, obviously, after all the appeals and everything else, it's 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 been cut short. So instead of three windows, it's now two windows. So we've already served one window. The summer window is the second one from January of twenty twenty four. Um, we can actually sign players again for money. Um, so my question for you, Ben, is how much cash are we spending in January? I think it all depends on where we are on the table, isn't it? If we're yeah. mid-table, it doesn't really make sense to splash any cash. But if we're we're somewhere expecting to be in a relegation dogfight or if we're sort of by some miracle pushing on the playoffs, then I think we'll spend quite a bit. Um, yeah, it's. I think it will be a wait-and-see sort of thing, which I... Th- guess will make it pretty tough for the management to plan what's going on sort of this yeah. window. um tom how do you see it affecting our business in this window obviously we've we've i think they they've already been planning for the fact that we can only sign freeze loans all that kind of stuff um do you think they might go after some bigger players with the idea is that we can clarner them by now um, spend later I wouldn't be surprised like if we try and get around it by you know bringing in loan players with the option to buy later on and things like that i think we already, from some of the rumours which have gone to later, we seem to be going after a slightly different calibre of player, if if they're true, than we have done in past windows. It does have a bit of an air about it that, I don't know, we're going to kind of not be quite as stingy as we were last season. Last season, we just needed bodies through the door to make a squad. Now we need to improve that squad. So I think, yeah, the fact that we can spend some cash in January, I'm not sure if it makes a huge amount of difference. But, you know, it, it may, it may I don't know, sway them a little bit to bring in someone if it's kind of a 50-50 decision or not. Ben, is that the key to this window? Obviously, um, Tom touched upon it there. Last year, Morrison, he had to build a new squad, didn't he? And he had to build it quite quickly and on, on lower money. With the talk around it this year, it feels like, you know, Bullets come in and he's he's a bigger, he's a, he's, he's a more expensive hire. To Tom's point, the players we're looking at it, it, are of a higher calibre. Is this transfer window about adding that quality? to the squad that then supplements the kind of the workhorses we've already got. Yeah, I think it has to be, doesn't it? Um, we saw last season that the squad's not good enough. We need some real quality in there now to stand any chance of avoiding a repeat of last year. 
like Dharma said in his press conference, he doesn't want the same season again. It was horrible. And he's not wrong. But um, yeah, it's interesting to see the sort of the type of player we're linked with. And it's it's quite exciting again, isn't it? It's sort of It is quite exciting. Do you think Dalman listened to the podcast? And that's why um he doesn't want the same season as last season because it was pretty depressing at times, wasn't it, Ben? Yeah, I think so. I think he's just fed up with me slagging him out constantly. <laughs> and like, if it works, it works. Um, Tom, is this the first thing the club's done right in relation to uh, you know the whole Salah case? You know, it's it's been rumbling on and on and lawsuit after lawsuit, arbitration after arbitration, but it feels like this is something that the club has has done right in relation to it, right? Right? Possibly. I don't really know with this case anymore if anyone's doing the right thing at any point. No, I mean, it's still horrible, isn't it? Yeah, I feel like we've just kind of got away with one a little bit from a transfer point of view. I, I don't think it's because we've done anything out of the good of our heart. I don't think it's because we've made any decisions that have been ridiculously sensible. I think we've been bastards about it and trying to count to see like notes and things like that. And we've been let off the hook a bit earlier than some people planned. And I think that's all it is, really. Um. Ben, the final point I would say on this, um, you know, we've already talked about the transfers coming in, we'll talk about the rumours, but how confident do you think the club were about this embargo being lifted? You know, you you bring in a manager like Bullock, you've got to back him, right? And maybe Bullock, you know, all that talk is that there are other clubs in, in the running for Bullock, we, we hide him ahead of some big names, whatever it may be. Did the club, were the club so confident of this that it led them to being able to make promises to Bullock that otherwise we wouldn't have been able to keep? Yeah, I think so. I think there was an inkling they knew this was what feels like the first court decision in a long time that's gone in their way. Um, yeah. Gone, gone our way. It's yeah. I, I don't, I don't think this came as a surprise to them. I think this is the exact outcome they were expecting. And hopefully everything's planned out in accordance with that. And sort of it's a successful year because yeah, I, I don't see bullet coming. If it was a case of we might get out of this, I think they probably knew. Yeah. This is as good as done. It's just waiting for the formalities to be completed and whatever it was, or it was like an EFL AGM or a specific meeting. I don't know, but yeah, I think it was always the likely outcome from the club's mind. Um, I think the only thing I'd say on on the whole case is is coming back to the fact that there's still a tragedy at the heart of this. I think we're always going to be pleased when something goes our way, but I think there's it always becomes in danger, the Salah stuff of becoming tribal and becoming something that we celebrate and completely forget about the tragedy at the heart of it. And I hope, I still hope that at some point the club do something to publicly honour Salah because obviously we had the Bournemouth game and all that kind of stuff, but it does seem to be that we've completely forgotten about the person at the heart of this. And it's just become something that we kick back and forth with some legal people in a court case. So, um, you know, if this all does get resolved and, and, and it's appeasement on both sides, and I hope we can come together with Nant and whoever it may be to actually honour Salah properly because it doesn't feel like that, that's ever happened, really. Um, on other financial news, Tom, um, Vincent Tan has issued over 1.7 billion new shares at a penny each. Um, I feel like Wolf of Wall Street, Leonardo DiCaprio is going to call me up and ask me if I want to buy some pink sheets off him. Um, my question for you, Tom, how many penny shares would you buy off Vincent Tan if you could? Did you say if you could? How do you buy these penny shares? What, how does this well, you start? don't. You don't. This, I mean, this whole thing is about converting debt to equity, as far as I understand it, which right. is a base of um, I- 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 injecting capital, whereas before it was like a loan, it's to do with running costs. That's my very basic understanding. I work in finances and I work in regulated businesses, but I'm not very good at the finance side of things. I hope my employer isn't listening. Um, but my question for you, Tom, it, it remains, how many penny shares? If, if Leonardo DiCaprio called you up and said, Cardiff City stock has landed across his desk, how many penny shares would you buy? I'd be tempted by 100 quid's worth, I reckon. 
So that's what is that a hundred thousand? A penny each. My maths is not my strong point. <laughs> it is a thing. It's a hundred times a hundred, isn't it? Yeah. Go with that. Ben, how many would you buy? Uh, I'll go. I found a quid in my short pockets earlier, so I'll go fifty 10, shares. And then I'll do 50, um, you know, the fried eggs, you're getting like the penny sweets. So you do like a 50p mix? Yeah, 50p mix of shares and fried eggs. Oh, nice. I see. So you're not really sure how many shares you're going to get. Well, 50. 50, they're a penny each. I'm buying 50. I thought you you made like a 50p mix of shares and fried eggs. So you have half and half on that. I'll take it. I'll take any. Either way, I'm winning. I like you either get some shares in the club or you get some fried eggs. I've got a twenty pound note that, like, I just haven't spent in months because I don't spend cash anymore. So I might use that twenty pound note to buy two thousand shares. Or yeah. two thousand fried eggs. No, I don't, I don't. Yeah, I mean, I like fried eggs. I got anyway. Like, I some, got some leftover Turkish lira actually from the Wales trip. So maybe I can do some deal with Bullet. Um, and get shares. Bullet. You know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he might have... he's in charge of the shares. Isn't he? Yeah, he oh, might. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, see what happens. Everybody, um, do us a favour. <laughs> But Bennett, you know, I know, you know, say what you want about Vincent Tan, but he's been running the club now for fucking ever, really. It's like the longest I think any owner's been in charge in the time that I've been supporting the club. But him, uh, whether it's converting debt to equity or whatever he's doing, him injecting some money into the club and being quite public about it, it, it kind of feels like good news, right? It, it feels like the club is going to be a little bit stable for a bit longer. It does, but I still get sort of, I know it's a really complicated thing, but you think back to the rebrand and everything went with that. It was always promised then that Tam was going to convert his debt into equity. And we're what, 10 years out from the rebrand now. And sort of that whole thing sits starting and it's still ongoing. And if anything, we've got further in debt with him. So yeah. it's good news. And sort of it's to be applauded that things are actually moving in the right place again and selling his uh, Belgian club and the shares being converted at the same time. Aren't, surely aren't a coincidence. It feels like the club shifting up for another sort of, go it, one, it just, yeah it just feels like one last rodeo on it but yeah it's still a bit like right this is good but this should have happened a long time ago we were promised a lot there's been a lot of turmoil in that 10 years like we still haven't got a training ground there's still yeah. a lot of promise there's still a lot of empty promises from him um that haven't been fulfilled and yes it's a good thing but still i'm not gonna give him a round of applause and say pat, pat him on the back tommy you're gonna give him a round of applause and pat him on the back not just yet. No, I think I'll no. hold off on that. No, but how, it, how it's definitely promising, isn't it? I think. I think that's the one good thing that came from last season is we were so on the brink of disaster that it has put the willies up a bit, isn't it? It's, it's kind of spurred them into action a little bit. So perhaps we will. I don't know. We we haven't signed anyone yet. We've we've appointed a manager. Let's see over the next couple of weeks. But the early signs are are decent compared to past seasons. Um. Ben, I, I've seen one person tweet about this, but the David Sullivan rumour has popped his head back up again like a well-worn dildo. Um, I mean, it, it used to be every summer when I started supporting a club on the forums, it would come up that David Sullivan was looking to buy us. Um, you know, Tan's been in charge for however long now. I think, you know, we're 100 million in the hole with him. There's lots of people seem to be looking to buy football clubs at the moment. I guess... If it's not Tan or Sullivan, how do you see the Vincent Tan kind of era ending at Cardiff? You know, he's doesn't look like he's looking to sell, but it feels like it could happen any minute at the same time. It's it's, just, it's like a weird, a weird quandary that we're in. I, I I just feel it's going to end with some random faceless investor coming on board and more problems happening. 
um, the way like football Blackstone Corporation buying us, and it's like yeah, the way just football. You never know the way football ownership's gone. Like I was watching a thing about Wigan. Like apparently, like eighty percent of Wigan's owned by like the Chinese government. It's mental. Like just these all these random ownerships and sort of things going on there. It's there's a lot of issues with football ownership, and like, like I said, Tan's a problem, but also there's a lot of other problems. With other clubs on who yeah. they, a lot of clubs don't actually know who their owners are. Like I still think Birmingham aren't 100 too sure. Wigan definitely don't know who their owners no, are. No, I just I just had to look at Bournemouth because I wasn't sure who they're owned by anymore, and it's like a consortium rent by Michael B. Jordan, the American actor. Yeah, there's loads of weird things like that. It's um, I think it could be quite interesting in the next ten years to see what happens, especially with those sort of investment groups. Like I know the Jacks are involved in them, and they seem quite popular, but their whole way of making money is selling businesses on. They don't really they sort of strip them out and make them profitable and sell them on. Um, yeah. So yeah, I think there's going to be a lot of changes, and I just hope we don't fall into that trap if we do end up under new ownership. Um, question for you, Tom. Uh, we talked about David Sullivan already. I I wrote David O'Sullivan when I wrote the agenda initially. Don't know why I thought he was called O'Sullivan. Um, if you had to pick now, Tan or Sullivan, either you know Vincent Tan with his porno mustache or Sullivan with his porno business. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, that's a tough one. Maybe David Sullivan. I don't know. I think. I'm just a little bit sick of Tan now. Even yeah, he's making some great noises, not great noises, some all right noises at the moment. But I am a bit, you know, I've wanted him out for a long, long time, and I'm not sure David Sullivan's a great upgrade. But if I had to, if I had a gun against my head, I'd probably say David Sullivan. Ben, uh, David Sullivan should see what the programs look like. <laughs> they're quite, quite interesting. Very quickly, they'll definitely increase in sales. No more degrees of sales, yeah. Uh, page three, but on every page. Um, right, let's skip ahead to the Twitter questions, and then we can talk a bit more about uh, rumours, transfers, all that kind of good stuff. Uh, Parker Rod Rodri said, one of the best home kits you've had in years. Hoping you're way in third, don't disappoint. All aboard the Silky Bullet train. Oliver Reese, me at 8.30. I'm not that arsed about the fixtures coming out. Me at 10.30. But the first three away games, plus hotels for Sunderland, Plymouth and Rotherham. Here we go. Uh, Brandon Arthur says, what will be higher total attendance versus Colchester, Pennebont and TNS or the away following to Leeds on opening day? Uh, Tom, what do you think will be the higher total attendance? <laughs> Probably Leeds away. Well, how many are we going to take to Leeds? About 2,000, right? Yeah, pro- probably. And then maybe, a l- will we take more because it's the first game of the season? Maybe not. But like our cup attendances have been going down and down and down. And like yeah. losing 3-0 to Portsmouth at home last year is not going to do any favours for that either. And yeah. when it came out as Colchester, I was like, oh, that is a bit underwhelming. And then they'll beat us 1-0, and then the cup will be over again. So, <laughs> maybe Leeds. Um, King K says, higher. Uh, Oliver Reese, as much as the Ramsey saga is exciting, it didn't film with confidence watching his performance for Wales last week. I don't think we'd ever turn him away, but is Ramsey a signing we need? Ben, we'll get to that in a minute. Uh, Giggsy says, can we talk about the plus points regarding the new kit? Glaze over the sponsors has bugged me for years. I've seen much worse from others this season. Should we have a new balance sponsored stand? What would you be happy with for the end of the season? We'll get to the kit as well shortly. Um, ben, here's one for you. Which members of the coaching staff would you least like to end up in a fight with outside Dorothy's? I think it's the new keeper coach, isn't it? Um, he's a big bastard. He looks like you take your head off with like one kick. And like, not even break a sweat doing it. Yeah, he looks solid. Like, it looks like if you punched him, it would be really hard. He looks like those big, like, strange bosses you get on like Mortal Kombat, sort of early on. That like you throw a couple of punches and just nothing happens to them. You you have to find like the cheat code to beat them. 
Um, Tom, who would you fight? Would I, who would I fight? Who, who, who would, would you least like to fight? Who would you least like to fight? Sorry, probably the assistant coach, is it Nicolas Caradas? He looks like he's seen things. Um, <laughs> like, yeah, I think there's something about him, and I don't, yeah, I wouldn't want to mess with him, that's for sure. Uh, well, I mean, you've taken the two that I don't want to fight. I, if I had to fight Nadia Sonmez, I mean, he doesn't, he doesn't look as hard as the other two, so I've probably got the better fight here. Um, I don't want to fight um, Bullet either because I think he looks quite scary as well. Like, friendly, but also if you have a couple of pints and say something wrong to him, he's got that look in his eye that will just like zone in on you. Like, he looks like you go at a, like a, all friendly, 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 and suddenly it's just that snap and your yeah. head going across the bar. He's, like, he's got his arm around you a little bit too tight and he's like squeezing <laughs> your neck and you're kind of going, all right, can you... Can you not now? Um, I don't even know what I said. Um, and the final one from DiffMJ. Were you expecting to hear more transfer rumours or even get through some signings by this point when making the last pod? And is it good or bad that we're being patient? Could say gives us time to get the right players, but could also say we're missing out on players by waiting. Um, that's the nice segue into the rumours and transfer section part of the pod because, you know, there's, there's one rumour, Ben, that's kind of dominating things at the moment. Um, we've already mentioned him um, in the Twitter questions from Oliver Reese. Uh, it's Aaron Ramsey. Um, obviously, we mentioned it last time. Um, it would be remiss of us not to mention it again. Um, you know, since last been on the pod, he's kind of fueled the fire a little bit more, talking about, um, you know, how much he, he does want to come back and play at Cardiff and one day it'll happen. You know, telling the kids from Astrid Munner that that would be the case. Um, what's your sense on the transfer at the moment? Obviously, his contract's up at Nice. There's no sign yet that he signed a, 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 an extension there. He's talked about taking some time off with his family. He's obviously in Wales at the moment. If you follow him on Instagram, he's been walking around Kevin on and all that kind of stuff. Where, where are you on this at the moment? Do you think it's happening? And I was sort of 50-50, not really sure what was going on until he gave his comments at the Wales press conference. And he's tickled our bollocks a bit, hasn't he? <laughs> it's the only way I can put it. He's probably just giving him a little... And, yeah, um, I think it's happening. I think there's something in it. It's just too... It was not dismissive enough. And the sort of look on his face was a bit of glint in the eye of just, like... It feels like there's more to it than anything. Like, when Bale was asked about those stuff last year, it was was very deadpan of, oh, we'll see, we'll see. Um, There was a little glint in his eye and a little smile on his face. As it's he's been a bit more effusive, hasn't he? Yeah, as he's picturing walking into the car, he said him being abused by Die Hunt after in about six, seven weeks. Um, yeah, I feel like it could happen, and I'm really upset myself for getting my hopes up now. Uh, Tom, what's your view? Do you think it's happening as well? I'm in the 50 50 camp still. I think the fact that he said one day, I, th- I think that shows he's thinking about it, but he's not quite sure if it's the right thing yet. I'm just massively reading too much into it, but. I'm, I just want to get carried away with it, to be honest. I think I, people are writing him off. I, I find absolutely mad. It's like, mad, isn't it? He played 27 games last year for Nice in, you know, in Liga. And he's still quality. Yes, it was a poor window for Wales, but that's not all down to him. That's down to you know bad tactics on Page. Yeah. And just bad game management. So like, let's not write off him for a bad window. I. I We'd be absolutely daft to turn him down if he wanted to come to us. And you can't I look love... a gift horse in the mouth, can you? And like, arguably, we've got a stronger midfield, like than like it's like stronger defensive midfielders, arguably than Wales. When you look at like Joe Morrell, not Ampadu, but like we Wales play people out of position to try and fill that gap. I think we've got enough in our squad if we keep our centre midfielders that we could play Ramsey further forward and it could suit us. 
So we'd be absolutely mad if we have a chance to sign him not to do so. And I'd be absolutely buzzing if he does. And what a player for Colwell to train with week in, week out. Like when you're looking at sort of Ramsey, sort of what he he can do. Like Colwell will just learn. Like, just, I think like, everyone's going well. I was going to say, it's not even Colwell, is it? Because like Rinamot is still, what, 23, 24. Mm. Um, you've got Isaac Davis, who obviously has played alongside him. Mark Harris, who are all sort of early 20s, who would learn from him. Even like, you know, I don't want to say Sawyers, but, you know, him, you know, Sawyers could, Sawyers could learn from him, frankly. Um, anyone who's going to play alongside him is going to benefit from his experience. So even if, we, even if he doesn't play, if he plays 20 games, 25 games, but is in and around the squad dishing out his experience, that's, you, you, you know, you pay, you, you pay over the odds for something like that from a coach. So um, I realised in, in the writing of this agenda, Ben, that it was basically a year ago this week that we were losing our mind over bail. Um, I remember being in a cab. It's, it's literally this Tuesday because it's, it's our financial results day for the company I work for. And I was in the financial results day coming back from the office last, last year on the Tuesday and people were going fucking mental because they thought it was going to happen. But it's good that this doesn't feel as manic, doesn't it? it? It feels more calm. It feels like everyone's got their head screwed on about it, apart from the people who are trying to write him off. Right. And that probably lends itself to being more, I'm more confident that it's going to happen. Yeah. I think it's also got people of sort of a bit more realism about this. Like, I think Aaron Ramsey is a fantastic player, but he's not going to win us the league and he's not going to win games on his own, no. like outright, whereas someone like Bale could. And also you've, you've got the world at one time, the world's most expensive player linked with coming to your club. Um, yeah. It was all a bit, just a bit sort of pandemonium that. Whereas arguably Ramsey will probably do more long-term for Cardiff than Bale would have, but he's not quite as... Big, big name. He's not like main mainstream. Like he's not in the public consciousness as much as sort of Bale was. Um, Tom. So Ramsey's contract ends in five days with Nice. Um, preseason for us has started. I don't know when preseason starts for Nice. Um, where does he start? You know, where where is he making his first preseason appearance? Here or Nice or somewhere else? Or somewhere else? I don't give me with Nice. I... I it could be us. I'm trying not to get carried away. It's really hard when you do the podcast with two people. Who seem to I'm, be well, I'm trying to yeah, trying to tell you to get carried away. Yeah. Oh, I think it's going to be with us if he gives TNS. No, I can imagine. No, but well, Ronaldo, Cristiano Ronaldo's debut was against Shamrock Rovers. It's not like it's yeah, that's true. That's Did true. Gary Medell come on? What are we played? I think we played um, a Spanish team, didn't we, for Gary Medell when he was in the stands. Like was it like Sociedad or Espanol or even uh, Racing Santander? I can't remember. Um, so he's going to start with us, Tom. Yeah, I don't think it'll be soon though. It'll probably be just before the season starts because I think he needs a break. That man, but yeah, I hope it's with us. Ben, uh, I think he's playing against Penabon. <laughs> <laughs> he's a straight in. So when do we, when do we play Penabon? Is it July first um, of July? He's starting yeah. against Penabon. Starting against Penabon, yeah. All right, all right, fair enough. Um, right, uh, further other rumours that have been mentioned to, to Diff MJ's message. Um, so I think I've only ever, I've only seen one other rumour really so far that's got any kind of legs to it, um, and that's um, Gustavo and Henrique, who's got a lot of legs to him because he's six foot five. Um, he was on loan at Fenerbahce. Tom, he's been linked with coming to sign for us. Brazilian centre half played for Flamengo, Santos, all the exotic pl- clubs that you would want him to play for. Sounds good, doesn't it? Does sound good. This is why you want to again overseas manager, isn't it? Just links from all over the place. You like because you look at our, like our staff now, and they've like coached in Germany, Greece, Saudi Arabia, things like that. And you're like, 
who were suddenly in different markets. We're not yeah. just going after like Graham Dorans. And it's like, <laughs> it's just suddenly so excited. And then you see a name come in, like, he seems too good for us, is what I would say. Yeah, that's what I agree. I agree. I think right. he's, he's basically won quite a lot of trophies. He's been at, you know, successful Brazilian clubs and successful Turkish clubs. Why would he come to us? Yeah, it'd be nice for us to ruin him, wouldn't it? But yeah. no, it, like, I don't know enough about these players apart from like Googling them and then watching a couple of highlights. And I'm like, perhaps he sees us as a, you know, a nice proposition. We've been in the Premier League. He might have heard of us. So yeah. why not? But I, it, it'd be nice to go back to having six with five centre halves and suddenly being a threat from set pieces. Because it seems like from what little I know about Bullets so far that we may suit that. And with our current crop, we don't have enough players who can offer much in the game, like McGuinness aside. So it'd be an ideal signing if we could bring him in. Um, ben, the only thing I've, I've just noticed about Henrique is that he's he's 30 years old. Um, obviously, last summer there was a ceiling on our players, if you believe all the reports and whatever else, that we weren't signing players over the age of sort of 28, 29. Does this signal a, a kind of j- a change from that? Just sign the best players you possibly fucking can? Yeah, and look, I, I don't think bringing the average age of that squad's a bad thing at all. We tried it, it didn't really work. Yeah, I think our average age, what I think it's like, I was looking at transfer market the other day, it's 25 and a half, something like that. Yeah, it's 25, 26, basically. It's like, it's a young squad that, so like bringing just a bit of experience in is definitely needed because you could see during games that we're probably there to be one last season. We didn't have that experience there. And someone like him, just the, even at 30, but like the clubs he's played at is um, could be huge. It could also be one of those situations of like, um, who was that striker? Javi Guerra, who seemed yeah. too good to be true when he came in. It could be three appearances and we never see him again. That's he's the fun of it, I guess. What a man he was. I think he made, was it? I saw him in pre season, then he played a couple of games. And he was gone by January, wasn't he? So he played again. Was it Northampton? He came off, uh, subbed off, and was never seen again. Him, Bergstoller, mad time. Five five appearances, three in the league, two in the cup. But the best part about it is, is that his Wikipedia photo is him in a Cardiff kit. Free flicker. Um, it does feel like Bullet's just gone on to football manager and got expiring contracts uh, interested. And, and that's what I do on football manager anyway. So I end up signing some random ass players. Tom, you've already touched upon it. Uh, new backroom staff have come in. Uh, Nicholas Caridas, Nadir Sonmez, and Mario Galinovic. Um, first two, I think, are coaches. Uh, first team assistant manager, Mario Galinovic, is the goalkeeping coach because he is fucking massive. Um, how important is it that we got a proper, fresh coaching staff in rather than just going, oh, let's keep Ramerson and whoever else? We have kept Ramerson. We have kept Ramerson, <laughs> yeah. But you know what I mean? Like a proper, a proper, re- a proper refresh. I think it does need like a complete overhaul, doesn't it? I think we've tried the upgrading managers from you know youth levels to first team, and it didn't work really. And I think we just need a reset. I think for the yeah. players as well as the fans. I think we it's instantly brought the excitement up having completely new faces coming in. It's sad to see you know the likes of Sol go, but you know I think it's neat. It's probably good for him to get out of the club, and it's good for us to get new faces in, and because it is just so exciting. And I think. Like we mentioned earlier on about, you know, they've got experience in different leagues and, you know, they'll have a different way of thinking. And I'm all for it. I think it's exactly what we need. Uh, I'm having a look at where Galinovic has coached, just to be on the safe side that I know. He's been at Panathinaikos, Sparta Prague, um, PAOK in Greece. And then he's been at uh, a Greek team. And then obviously, um, kind of City now, he's at Gaziantep. Um, Then... 
you know, we've got rid of Sol. Ramaset's clung on. I don't think people are really sure what Ramaset's doing if he's if he's going down to coach at the youth level or if he's going to be in and around the first team. Um, it's sad that Bamba's gone, but do you think it was necessary just to to kind of move on from last season completely? I think it's it's going to sound weird compared to like last time Sol. I think it's best for both parties that he goes. Um, it's just, I think he needs a clean break. Part of me feels like he's inevitably going to end up with Warnock back at uh, Huddersfield. I don't yeah. know why, but I feel like that's going to happen. But I think, yeah, given everything that went on last season, sort of how it all went, I think it's, it's just the right thing for him. Um, I don't think we're a good place for non-experienced coaches. I think it's just too difficult of a place to manage with the structure behind the scenes. So just for the sake of him, because I love Starl. He seems like such a lovely, lovely yeah. bloke. Um, just have a nice time, sort of learn your trade somewhere where it's a bit more stable. And then who knows if he does well in a few years, maybe come back if he wants it. But yeah, just, just for his sake alone, I think it's best. Fresh start uh, for him. And Tommy, I think we've figured out, we talked about what Tom Ramerson's going to do. Which bar is he going to manage within the club, do you think? Oh yeah, he might end up in the Rico Lounge or something. He might get a game against Panabont as well with his Welsh League experience. So That's true, actually. Could need him. Could need him. Yeah. Uh, let's move on to fixtures, Tom. Um, starting with the pre-season games, we've got Penabont TNS early doors, July the 1st, July the 4th. Uh, Wickham, Judge Eggsman's testimony at the end of the month. Do you think there was a weird overreaction to the Penabont TNS games? People seem to be quite pissed off that we're playing them. Yes, absolutely bizarre. <laughs> like, we normally play like Bodmin and Tavistock and Tafswell and play yeah. Then this one is Tafswell. And like, it, this, like, it's clever. Like it's earlier than we thought we'd be back yeah. for pre-season games. It gives two Welsh clubs much-needed runouts before going to play European games. But there's clearly a split, right? There's people who go Welsh League, Farmers League. What's the fucking point? Why do we send our players there? We should have nothing to do with them. And then there's sensible people who go, you know, it's Welsh football teams. We want them to do well. It's good for the coefficient yeah. if they do well in Europe and things like that. Let's help local teams and give them a game at a decent stadium and a decent pitch. So I, it, it's just Twitter rage for the sake of Twitter rage, isn't it? I, I'm, I'm glad to see us play in two Welsh teams. I think it's good. And also, like, then it's going to give the chance to kind of for, for, for Bullet to assess his squad really early on. You're not going to see the likes of people, Callum Robinson, Rowles over both games. They're going to get 45 minutes each probably across the four games. They're just the two names that come to mind. But he can assess people like Isaac Davis, who hasn't played a full game of football in a long time. Ruben Colwell, who needs minutes in the first team. People like maybe, you know, Eli King, Eli King Ollie Denham, who have had first team football but haven't been in around for the first team in a long time. It's just, it's just, it's just good, isn't it, Ben? It benefits everyone. It's a no lose situation for everyone. And I think the people that are properly against it, I haven't seen the Welsh League standard, the Welsh League these days. It's yeah. it's, it's not a bad quality at all. Like, I've been down to watch Penabon quite a bit, and it's it's very competitive. It's a decent level. Um, it's the I think it's the perfect way to start the season. It's better than playing like someone like Tafswell. Even I know it's like a charity game and all that, but Christ, it's such a cool thing. And the better the links we've got with the Welsh League, the better for our youth setup as well. Every bit of it screams win-win. It just seemed like some people just had to fucking moan for the sake of it. And it it's, was tragic. It's probably because summer, the summer's gone quite well in, in the sense that we got a good, man, you know, a good manager in. Everyone's really positive. So we were looking for something to moan about. The kit was nice. We'll talk about the kit in a little bit. So people couldn't moan about the kit. So then it's like, what can we moan about? Pre-season games. Let's have a go at that. It's because um, if it were the only games we were having, then fair yeah, enough. Well, yeah, exactly. But like... We haven't announced the other games yet, so people are just waiting for a big name. They're like, "Oh, why is this the announcement?" Because like, it's first. 
Yeah. <laughs> so that's why it's that announced first. And so, because it's next week. Yeah, it's literally. You need to sell the tickets. <laughs> If Pennebont were the last game, if we announced, right, the last friendly is Pennebont at home, then you've got to go, okay, this is a weird. Yeah. Um, but we won promotion, like you said, playing Bodmin and Tavistock and Bath. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's just such a weird, weird reaction. We've, like, we're also off out to Portugal to play some behind, the closed door, behind closed doors friendlies as well. It's not like this is it, it's just Pennebont and TNS. It's just they're the ones that they have to announce first because of ticket sales. Yeah. Um, other fixtures have been announced. Obviously, the league, the full league structure has been announced. Um, I've just looked on the, the Cardiff City fixtures page. Um, obviously, we've got Leeds' first game of the season on Sunday the 6th at 2.30 kickoff. Um, apparently, on Tuesday the 8th of August, we're playing Colchester in the Carabao Cup. What time do you think the website has the kickoff time listed at? I think Tom knows. Ben, what do you yeah. think the kickoff, kickoff time is listed as on the Cardiff City website? Is it like midday or something stupid? It's 1 p.m. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, nobody goes to these games anyways. How could be I, 1 p.m. on a day where everyone's working? It, I don't. I don't think it'd affect the attendance that much. No, I don't think it would either, to be honest. I think more people would go because it's a 1pm kickoff. Um, first month looks like this. Leeds, Leeds away to start the season Sunday the 6th. Tuesday, Colchester at home in the Carabao. Saturday the 12th, QPR at home. Saturday the 19th, Leicester away. Then Saturday the 26th, Bank Holiday weekend. Sheffield Wednesday at home. Who are a basket case at the moment. Um, ben, Leeds away to open the season. That's an easy three points, isn't it? Yeah, so I thought, you know, given our recent run there, it's at least a point, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so, which is a positive start to the season. They'll be in absolute meltdown because that's what they're still doing at the moment. So, yeah, perfect time to go there, to be honest. Um, Tom, it's obviously a busy weekend in Leeds that weekend. It's Leeds Pride as well um, on the Sunday. Um, I literally saw a tweet about that. Um, brilliant. Um, how, how excited are you to go to Ellen Road and see us batter a Leeds team that we always beat? I'm really excited to go. I've I've missed the chance. I've had stuff on, or I haven't been able to go for every other time we played them. So I'm a little bit annoyed it's on a sudden day, which just makes it a little yeah. bit more difficult. But no, I'm I, I can't wait to go. And we are we were well we were a bogey team for them until they battered us in the cup. But we still got a draw in the in the home leg. But so I'm, I'm quite excited. We're, bo- we're kind of like a bogey league team for them, aren't we? Because even when they went, yeah. got promoted under Bielsa, wasn't it? We drew three all away when they were three 0 up. And then we beat them at home, I think, 3-0 um, yeah. as they got promoted. Yeah. And, I, you know, like I know it's a bit of a cliche, but I would rather play these bigger teams early on in the season. The fact we've got Leeds and Leicester away early yeah. doors, that's great. And, you know, I'd much rather that than playing them when they've, they've been into their full flow because they may not have made any signings by that point. So I, I think early in the season, I think the fixture has been fairly kind to us. Um, where is the agenda? Because I was going to ask something else. Uh, ben, we've already kind of touched upon the Colchester game at home. Um, I think last time we played Colchester in the Carabao Cup, I think it was four or five seasons ago. We got about three or four thousand there. Are we going to beat that this time? It's Tuesday, August. You know, it'll be sunny. Kids are off school. Why not do kids for a quid? Are you in charge of that? Can you do? Can you get a cheap ticket deal going, Ben? I'll send an email and see what I can do if you want. Cool, nice one. Um, Thank you. Do you want me to use the view from the email or just use? Basically, it looks professional. Looks professional. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. Um, I'm probably blocked anyway, so. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, it, it makes too much. I think a decent start. Also, don't forget the last few years we've not restarted the season well, and the fact then you've got to go. I'm not paying a fiver to go watch another loss tends to be the mm. reaction. Half decent start, like winning against Leeds, and suddenly I reckon that's not a bad crowd. No, I think so, and I think especially, you know, we've still got signings to make and stuff like that, right? If there are players who don't play against Leeds who you're happy about that we've signed, then 
you expect them to get a game against Colchester, start bringing people in for the 90 minutes, young players, all that kind of stuff. It could be exciting in, in, in for, for other reasons as well. Um, nice evening. Yeah, it'd be a nice evening. Um, uh, looking ahead to the Christmas period, just touching upon the kind of key key moments in the season, Tom. Um, good run of games over Christmas. Saturday, 23rd of December, Sheffield Wednesday away. Tuesday, 26th of December, home against Plymouth Argyle. Classic Fox, Boxing Day fixture against Plymouth. And then Friday, the 29th of December, we're home against Leicester. Um, how excited for a Plymouth, Plymouth home on Boxing Day. It feels like uh, rolling back the years. I think we played them... I can't remember what year it was, but last time Plymouth were in the championship, I'm pretty sure we played them on Boxing Day. When was the first year at the Car City Stadium? I think that was it, yeah. So it was yeah. 10 years ago. I'm, I'm buzzing for that. I, I hate it when we have an away game on Boxing Day. It just makes it so much difficult to get there. And, you know, I'm sick of my family by that point, so it gives me a perfect excuse <laughs> just to go muscle football. So now I'm, I'm glad we've got, yeah, Plymouth on Boxing Day. I'm glad we've got QPR away on New Year's Day because that's gone well for us in the past, hasn't it? Um <laughs> <laughs> that was the sixth one, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Good. That, last, that, that game, I had a ticket and I fell asleep and didn't go. So I think you go. were trying to convince me to go by saying it's only 40 quid on the door. And I was like, <laughs> no, I don't think I'm going to bother. And I'm glad I didn't because I think I, I think we were, what was it, 4-1 down or 4-0 down at half time or something? 4-0 down at half time, yeah. Yeah, and yeah, I looked at my phone. Good. I think when the sixth goal went in, I just laughed. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad I didn't go to that. Um and then, Ben, looking ahead to March, uh, we've got a kind of big couple of weeks. Uh, Bristol on Saturday, the 2nd of March, away. Swansea away two weeks later on the 16th of March. Um, why are they doing this like that? It's dirty, isn't it? Dirty. Too much pressure at like the time. Like We might be in a title charge then. Exactly. You know. Make or break it. And I think they know our record with Derby's, and I think the EFL are out to corrupt us. It's um, typical English bias again. Um, talking about in the title charge on my football manager game that I was talking to you guys about, just to let the listeners know, I won the league on football manager 22 with Cardiff, um, got us promoted to the Premier League at the first time of asking. It was amazing. The make or break game for me was Swansea in April. They had a player sent off after two minutes. We beat them 3-0. We fucking battered them. I knew from then that we were going up. Bloody going. We only went a bloody went up, didn't we? Only went a bloody went up. Um, 97 points for anyone who's wondering at home. 97 points. Won the league ahead of Bournemouth. In 95 points. You're like that bloke who speaks about their dreams. Do you know what I mean? Where <laughs> nobody, nobody wants to know, but they keep going. You so both, I text you both that. with the photo, and both of you were like, oh, I'm invested in this now. I, 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 it annoyed me how into it I got when he sent that message. I was bored in work, and I'm going, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm bored with this now. What's happening? <laughs> uh, for, for all the listeners out there who are wondering, hey, Ben, who scored the winning goals on the last day of the season to secure the title for you? Only Josh Murphy. Only buddy Josh Murphy recording from his loan halfway through the season. The guy scored seven goals between uh, January and the end of the season. Won me the title away at Derby. Derby got relegated. I know this is completely aside. Derby got relegated because obviously they had the points deduction. Who do you think they had playing up front for him? Deckard over Reed. Why is he playing for Derby? It was so weird. That's a random. Anyway, people say football manager is unrealistic. Um, moving on to the other news that has happened in the time we've been away. We've got a new kit, Ben Price. Um, I'll come to you second, Tom. But Ben, do you like the kit? It's a lovely one, yeah. Um, it's very different to all the other ones, which I think is really important because Adidas got a bit samey. So New Balance have properly chucked out two very, very different kits. So I'm, I think it's a cracker. Uh, Tom? Yeah, I don't mind it. I think, don't mind it. To, to be fair, I'm glad it's not shit. Is how because I saw some of the other kits coming out, like 
not to go on about them too much, but the Jacks one is absolutely disgusting. Yeah, it's ranking. It looks like a really bad like school kit. And then there's been some nice ones. I quite like the Southampton one, for example, but that's split opinion. I think like, that's the old school, isn't it? It's like a throwback to yeah. Hamill kit in the eighties. Like Watford's ones minging and things. I like as is. It's fairly safe, but there's a little bit to it. Like Ben said, some of the like uh, Adidas ones in the end were just, oh yeah, we've gone down to Giles Sports and put a badge on it. Where, like, so go on, Ben. You can say that is a lovely callback to Giles Sports. Yeah. <laughs> well, I've seen people going on about Preston being like, oh, Preston's new kit's lovely. It's just a white shirt. Like it's the plainest shirt I've ever seen. That's what people want, I think. Now it is, and I think you know. I think, I think Black uh, New Balance came in last year, right? And I think they played it safe last year, didn't they? Which is come in first kit is just blue with a relatively there was no pattern to it. It had the, obviously the bluebird kind of embossed on it, but it was quite safe. And I think this year they've kind of gone a little bit further out with it. And I think it's I think it's paid off. I think people like it. Um, ben, the odd thing about it though is that we've gone back to the old Visit Malaysia sponsor. Um, obviously, last year we were Malaysia Bajaya. Previous years we've been Visit Malaysia. Now we're back to the Visit Malaysia sponsor. Why? This is going to sound mental, right? Go on. But... I like it when you start a sentence like that. <laughs> it's just, I reckon it's like a tan superstition thing. Because since we've got that sponsor, it's been the, the Malaysia the Malaysia Bajaya sponsorship, it's been a disaster. And that's the sort of shit that tans wild on. And that is obviously the shirt we won promotion in. Oh my god! You've actually like when you yeah. said that it was mental. I was like, "Where are you going with this?" But Tom, I think he's right. Yeah, we both did the same thing. We kind of like leant back as if, "Oh, he's onto something here," which doesn't happen yeah, very been, often. No, especially it's been downhill me, since yeah. that Bajaya sponsor, hasn't it? We've had that for three seasons, and it's not been great. Yeah, so I that's I was like looking at going. Part of me thinks that is the only reason we've gone that way. Either that or like, because obviously the shirts come in without the sponsorship on there and the club have gone and found a shit ton more stock of the old sponsor and gone, yeah, that'll do. So so 2016-17, we had Visit Malaysia with the yellow dot, uh, with you know the, the small visit above the Malaysia. 2017-18, we had Visit Malaysia in this font, promoted. Obviously Premier League next year. 2019-20, we had that Visit Malaysia sponsor in the plain font got into the playoffs and then the, the following season we changed it's been downhill ever since Ben you fucking nailed it I genuinely think that might be the case it's the sort of thing the club would do like that, that Tan would go on about fuck we're going Top. up we're <laughs> going up we're fucking going up uh, Tom have you got any other revelations that are going to make us think we're going to go up no I'm going to leave it there that's absolutely brilliant I, I'll already spoil it so no class alright I'll come to your next question then Um, got a button on the shirt it's weird isn't it yeah, any news on the button, Ben? Is any- <laughs> <laughs> a button. When was the right. last time we had a button? Dan, like- 2021-22, we had a button on the home shirt. It said that weird top man collar. Oh, God. Oh, that's just- yeah, no, it. I think it looks quite nice. I, I, I think it's a pretty inoffensive collar. And the, the, the fact that there's a little button on there being the most controversial thing, that's fine. I think, it, I think it's a decent kit. I think it's decent kit. I think it's a when- self lot. Now I'm excited for away ones. I'm, I'm like, because obviously you know what roughly what you're going to get with a home kit, right? But Blue. New Balance seem to be trying to show off, so I'm quite excited to see what they come up with. Uh, the talk is that it's a maroon away kit, mint third kit. I can't remember where I saw that rumor, but that's what people are talking about. And ben, one final question on the kit: uh, Would you prefer to see white shorts with the kit? 
Yeah, I'm a classic with that, though. I think white shorts are, it should be a white shorts for every Cardiff and every Wales kit as well. When did we ha- last have white shorts? It was... Was it, it Spobet in first season in the Premier League? Uh, in the new no, we, had, we brought them back a few seasons Oh, we had ago. them in 2011-12 as well. No, we brought them back soon. That There was the... It was the um, COVID season, the last season, the it Neil was. Harris season, we had blue short, uh, white shorts then as well. It bloody was, because I've got pairs of them in my cupboard. Don't know why I didn't think of that. Um, right, in honour of the new kit, I've put together a kit quiz. I know Tom and Ben are both really excited for this, because um, uh, my, quiz, my quizzes are either fucking brilliant or fucking weird. Um, what do you think this one is, boys? I'm going really? Given how excited you are, this is going to be properly weird. Yeah, 100%. So, uh, I've got ten questions. Um, I guess if you want to play off against each other, you can. Have you got a pen and paper to hand, lads? Uh, no. Shall I go and get pen and paper? You could use your phone as, as a note-taking mechanism. I could use... Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I'll go and get pen and paper. Go get pen and paper. Um, ten questions all about our kits. Um, I wrote it this afternoon in a fit of fury. Um, God, I really... That's Ben you can listen to, kind of scrambling around for pen and paper. Um, oh, sorry, I forgot to mute, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is absolutely textbook radio. Um, ben, how, uh, what kind of questions do you think I've got here in the quiz? I'm terrified to ask because you are way too excited about this. Too I actually don't even it. think it'll be, it'll be that mental. Weird. Um, Weird joy to, you are. Do you want me to start with question one? Well, that's it's a good true. place to start. It's kind of chronological. So, um, right, question one. In the mid-80s, Admiral made our kit for three years. Name one of the sponsors we had on that kit in that time. Just one. Late, one, of, one of two. We had two sponsors who on Admiral kits. Name one of the sponsors we had. This is all basically from Wikipedia and Football Kit Archive. Uh, ready for question two? Yep. Yeah. Question two. We were famously sponsored by Super Ted for a period in 1984, but which kit manufacturer made that kit? Oh, see, Tom's not exactly that one. This is the problem. <laughs> uh, question this is where I get properly exposed to the proper football kit nerd, isn't it? Uh, and that's just why I quite like doing these kits because I'm a proper football kit nerd. Uh, question three. South Wales Echo sponsored us from the 1992 season to 1997. In that time, we had four different kit suppliers. Name two of them. Uh, ready for question four? Yeah. Modplan were our sponsor for our centenary year, but who made that kit? I wear it all the time. I've got this, boys. Uh, you've got oh, a couple yeah. seconds left, Tom. You got it? Got it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, question five. In the 2000 and 2001 season, what was different between the home and away shirts? Obviously, bar the colour. But there was a there was a difference between there was a big difference between the home and the away kit. What was it? Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. I forgot I wasn't muted there when I went yeah to myself. <laughs> yeah, you went yeah, <laughs> and then Tom went. Uh, ben went ooh. <laughs> I think it's the first one I've got wrong. Uh, right, question six. This is an easy one. In two thousand and two, two thousand and three, the Ken Thorne Group went bust and were replaced as our sponsors by. Easy. 
Yeah, it was that's probably the easiest one. Tom, do you know it? <laughs> uh, I'm doubting myself because you said it was easy. I've got a clue. Um, well, no, no, bought my, fine. Bought my fine. Adidas Predators from there in 1996. Um, question seven. When Cardiff City lost to Portsmouth in the 2008 Cup Final, which financial website was on our shorts as sponsor? It was our, it was our sponsor through the whole season. It's just that's I just pinned it on that. On our shorts, we had a back of the shorts sponsor. They're a, a website. Did we? Mm, we did, mate. Oh. You can look it up in photos. Oh, we <laughs> did. <laughs> oh. Got it. I think. Oh, I've done a guy out. Uh, do you want to move to question eight? Uh, I'm gonna have to, aren't I? I'm quite enjoying watching Tom struggle there. Yeah, in the 2009-2010 season, we had a sponsor for one game who were later banned from sponsoring us because they didn't have a license to operate in the UK. What was that company called? Yep. I think I got that one. And then question nine, how many seasons was our kit made by Causeway Sports? <laughs> <laughs> Too many. Not long enough. Too many, baby. <laughs> uh, everyone answered that one for the final question? Wait a minute. Was that number nine or ten? That's nine. number nine. Oh, right. Sorry, yeah. Question ten. In our 2018-19 season in the Premier League, what was different about the players' kits to the ones you could buy in the club shop? What, what season, sorry? When we were in the Premier League, 2018-19. Oh, sorry. Uh... There was a difference between the kits you could buy in the club shop to the ones the players wore. Hmm. This is fine. Would anyone like? Well in. Would anyone like any questions repeated? Go number ten again. <laughs> yep. In our last season in the Premier League, 2018-19, what was different about the kits that the players wore to the ones you could buy in the club shop? And it's a big bugbear of mine that you couldn't buy the same ones as the players. Okay. Right. Should we do the answers, lads. Firstly, how do you think you did, Ben? You seem pretty confident. I'm pretty happy with this, yeah. This is finally one that's in my wheelhouse. Do you think you're going to win? I think, given out, if Tom's either playing a hell of a poker face here. Nah, like, there's one one I don't know. Like, I haven't even got an answer down. For the rest, I'm in with a chance, I think. All right. Should we go through the answers? Yeah. Question one. In the mid-80s, Admiral made our kit for three years. Name one of the sponsors we had on the shirt in that time. Ben, who have you gone for? I've got, I've got both of them. Who have you got then? Airways Cymru. Yep. And uh, Buckley's. Tom, any more advances on those two? Ben's wrong just for one answer, so no points for Ben. <laughs> um, uh, I, I got Airways Cymru. It was Airways Cymru and Buckley's Brewery. That's a point each for both of you. Um, question two. Super Ted famously sponsored the club in 1984. Who made that kit, Tom? Umbro. Ben? That's exactly what I got. It was Umbro. Oh, two point each again. Uh, South Wales Echo sponsored us nineteen ninety two to ninety seven. Name two of the kit suppliers in that time. You can name one each. Ben, who did you go for? Name one of them. I've gone for Lotto. And Tom, Striker. Spelt with an A. Very good. Bluebird Striker influenced Lotto were um, two of the kit suppliers. So if you had any Influence of those two, the one I couldn't think of. I got. I if you had, had any one. of those two, that's two points for you. Uh, number four, Mod Plan sponsors in senior year. Who was the kit supplier? Tom, Zara. Yeah, I yeah. Ben, did you have that? Yeah. That's why I've got XARA. XARA. Don't have to say it, but it was XARA. 2000-2001, what was the difference between our home and away kits? Bar the colour, obviously. Ben, do you have an answer? Is it a different sponsor? 
It might also have been a different sponsor. Tom, you go. I think there was two manufacturers. I think it was Zara and Strikeforce. There were definitely two manufacturers. Ben, I'm going to check your point as well because I don't remember. No, nope, same sponsor, different manufacturers. Oh, so man. Tom, you get a question for that. Is that one point, yeah? That is one point, yeah. Yeah, sound. What, for one answer, you wanted two points? Well, there was two two manufacturers. It was a fair question, Tom. It was a fair question. 2002-2003, Ken Thorne Group went bust and replaced by which sponsor, Ben? Leaks. It was Leaks. Tom, did you get that? I did get it, yes. Uh, Cardiff City lost the Ports within the 2008 Cup Final. Which website was on our shorts as a sponsor? Ben, I think you knew this, so I'll go to you, Tom. I don't have an answer. Generally, don't know. Oh, Ben? Did it go compare? It was gocompare.com. I still can't even see that now you've said it. It's got the it's the old dotted. It's the like old ring. Like a, yeah. yeah. Oh, I had the shorts. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in 2009-2010 we had a sponsor for one game who were later banned because they didn't have a license to operate in the UK Tom who was it? it was a 777 it was Ben did you get that right? that's what I got yeah 777 bet I'll give, I'll give you 777 but it was actually full name was 777 ball 777 oh. ball I was at that Newcastle game that kit was on sale and I regret not buying that shirt I really regret not having it as well because I, classic Cardiff classic football shirts um, has one every now and again and I'm always tempted oh they um, go for a wedge as well on eBay they go for a wedge uh, question nine how many seasons did Codsway Sports supply kit for us Ben one Tom did you get that one point yeah. each and then in our last season in the Premier League what was different about the kits that the players wore to the ones you could buy in a club shop Tom I don't know this, but I think I remember you saying that you couldn't get your head through it. So I've gone for the size of like the collar. No, um, Ben. Uh, the J- you couldn't have the sponsor on the right arm for the JD Sports. That's it, and it really wound me up because why couldn't I have a JD Sports logo on my arm? Uh, totally points up. Who won? I, I reckon Ben did have one. It might be a draw, you know. I got nine. Oh, I got nine as well. It's a draw. How have you got nine? You got two, you got two wrong. Yeah, but I had two points for Bluebird and Striker. Yeah, did you get two points for that, Ben? Oh, shit. No, sorry, I got ten. Sorry, ten. You, won. You, got ten. Nine. you had one taken away for being clever on question one. <laughs> so it was a draw. <laughs> uh, I, I didn't have a tiebreak lined up because I just assumed that one of you would absolutely flunk it. But you actually did a lot better than I thought. Right. Well done. I, I, that's not me, I reckon. No, I just thought, because whenever we've done quizzes like this in the past, like one of you just nails it and one of you just falls short ever so slightly. But you look, let's be honest, it's normally me that flunks it, so I'm taking the win here. Congratulations, Ben. You win the first quiz of, well, you don't win the first quiz of new season because new season doesn't officially start until the 1st of July because that's when licenses run for with the FA. So (laughs) you get something. I've won the preseason quiz. You've won the preseason quiz, right. Uh, Any other business, AOB at the end of this one, lads, AOB. I enjoyed that quiz. I must yeah, admit. I did. That was that was a good one. To be fair, it was worth the hype. Back to All right, I will. Next time, I'll do another quiz. Maybe I'll do an away kit quiz or something. No, I think you've done kits now. Oh. All right, what <laughs> quiz? What quiz would you like? Soft. Transfers. Say it again. Give you time to think. All right, thank you. I will uh, enjoy that. Um, right. Hottest day of the year, hottest podcast of the year ends. Uh, we were all naked while we did it. Um, that's a mental image for you all out there. Um, thanks for listening. If you did listen, um, if you didn't listen, fuck off. 
Uh, you're not going to listen to this anyway because you won't hear it. Um, I don't know how to end the podcast. <laughs> it's so weird. It's probably I, hot. I don't know when we. It's probably hot, and I don't know when we're going to be back next. Um, we've got a player interview lined up. More on that in the next couple of weeks. Transfer window opens officially on July the first. I'm sure when Ramsey signs, we'll do an emergency pod. So, Tom, thanks for joining me. Cheers. Ben, congrats on the quiz win. I am the champion. They may not be that smart and they may not be that pretty, but they like to talk about Cardiff City. It's the view from the ninny and with views from the ninny and not shoes from the ninny and the view from the ninny. Sports Social Podcast Network.